and uh, satnam satnam uh, <laughs> hi how are you <laughs> i'm good i'm good welcome thank you welcome thank you. to uh to to vibrating the cosmos podcast we're in season two right now this is episode two and uh <laughs> yeah we're just uh we're just looking to gather in in conscious community here and so i'm really excited that you're here and you're here again um i'll, I'll do just a short intro and uh this is actually um from your website yogi amandeep is a master yeah. in ancient himalayan yogic science and its applications in the modern world he is a psychotherapist counselor and a leading authority in comparative religious studies he is currently an angel advisor to a neurological neurological research project on pain management, as well as to the European Union for Wellbeing Tourism. So you can learn more um, from his website, Yogi Amandeep. It's Yogi Amandeep Singh with an H at the end of Singh.com. And so Yogi Amandeep, I'm, I'm just honored that you're here again. Um, I consider you my teacher. Uh, we share a teacher too. We share Yogi Bhajan as a teacher. Uh, Yogi Bhajan was a man who brought yeah. Kundalini Yoga to the West uh, as a practice in technology to reach our soul and become one with spirit. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, nice. Here to we go. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, how can I serve you today? What comes up? Oh, wow. Well, um, I. I, you know, I've been actually, I've been really waiting for you to come back on to talk about the Yatra that you had offered back in October that I really wanted to go to. And it was a lot about, um, well, it, you were, it was about the goddess and yoginis. Uh, there was some, some other things. I mean, uh, Baba Nanak was in that, in that, uh, in that pilgrimage. Uh, that was a strong, that was a strong presence there, right. In in the pilgrimage as as well as um yes. white tantra i mean i would love to hear what what uh came through as far as the goddess you know you were talking about aligning with the lotus feet of the goddess right mm -hmm. and uh the power of that yes yeah so this was last year uh, and we um <clears throat> i've mentioned this a number of times that whenever there's a longing to evolve and uh, longing to reach our source. You know, uh, everything on this planet is trying to reach its source. Every river and uh, <clears throat> every flow of water is ultimately longing to merge back into the ocean. And that's why it is flowing downward. And uh, every, uh, you know, spark of fire is always moving upwards because the source of the fire is the sun. So everything on the planet is trying to reach its source. And uh, we as humans, uh, knowingly, unknowingly, is also longing to reach our source. And uh, <clears throat> because... Our source is the stars. Uh, once upon a time, uh, when the first stardust fell on the earth, and that locations, or that location is the Himalayan mountains. So knowingly, unknowingly, there's this desire to reach higher, and uh, that higher, 
you know is represented by the mountains or the himalayan mountains and uh, so whenever we walk the path uh, of uh, evolution we want to reach you know higher and higher and that higherness uh, is represented by the mountains so as a young boy you know i always wanted to go to the himalayas and i did run away from home a number of times to be in the himalayas and once i came back i'm trying to create these opportunities for people to run away from their mind you know run away from their daily chattering and uh, to be in the himalayas for so the past a few years every year we bring people to the mountains to the himalayas and last year specifically we went to uh, uh, you know the eastern side of the himalayas uh, which is sikkim and sikkim uh, that whole land is the land of guru padma sambhava uh, is the path of tantrayana mm-hmm. uh, a very beautiful deep esoteric path uh, you know in 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 the himalayan tradition there are many paths that took birth and uh, uh you know the effort of bringing people back into the consciousness of stars which means sparkling which means light which means radiance which means direction mm-hmm. uh, which means uh, you know guidance that that's what the representation is so whenever there's a desire uh, you know uh, that you want to guide someone you want to share something it means the stars have downed itself upon you so these are the symptoms mm-hmm. you know if there's a desire to heal someone that means the stars have down upon you the stars have you know uh, thrown its stardust upon you that's why this the sense of serving you know the sense of losing yourself so that you can be a light onto others you know and light to your own self mm. and uh, so these are the different paths and uh, one such path is the path of the vajrayana so last year uh, specifically we uh, uh you know concentrated on the vajrayana path along with that um uh so we meditated on the esoteric teachings of uh, the tibetan masters the tantrayana path and uh, it was very deep it was uh, very transforming for people and especially when you go to this kind of living mountains and uh, himalayas are living mountains because they grow an inch every year mm. i mentioned that a lot of times and uh, it does not mean that we can't go to the other mountains the other mountains are just you know a representation of the highness of uh, you know uh, the himalayas represent so going to higher locations it's also believed that when you go to the mountains uh, the gravitational pull of the earth is less there mm. so when you sit on something high something elevated you are elevated uh, it's easier to assess uh, the higher chakras yes uh, in, in a higher location so this, this the desire of going to the mountains it exists all over the world you know and uh, so along the vajrayana path we also focused on the path of the yoginis uh, the yoginis uh, you know uh, are the the goddesses uh, the mother goddesses uh, you know they are uh, you know a number of them uh, 64 yoginis and uh, they are the you know uh, holders of the space of the known and the unknown so mm-hmm. most of us we can only dwell <clears throat> into uh, you know the part of the consciousness that we uh, uh we know 
in which uh, we we know about mm-hmm. but this part of consciousness uh, which is not revealed to us and this can be revealed through the guidance of the goddess and the 64 goddesses the yoginis in specific and they they dwell in our known world in the form of a bija mantras mm-hmm. in the form of sacred frequencies like sa ta na ma and uh, you know when a child learns to speak these are the first sounds ma mm-hmm. ma pa pa da da so the goddesses give us the wisdom to communicate with the known through the from the unknown these sounds create vibrations and certain parts of our brain starts to become active so we become conscious we are able to communicate uh, with the world that is unknown to us through the sounds and with we start off with ma ma comes mother you know papa becomes father you know and so like that as we evolve deeper and deeper and um, if you want to know you know um, more than what we ordinarily perceive then we take the shelter of the goddesses so in that session we dive down into bija mantras and we sit in darkness and one of the ways to uh you know to connect with the goddess is through the darkness of the womb mm. because in order to experience the goddess you have to enter the womb so three days we spent in darkness uh, from you know sunrise to sunset and we chanted specific sounds and uh, you know the experiencing you know the emptiness the primordial womb uh, which is the uh, source of all possibilities and uh, yeah so that was the uh, goddess uh, you know part of that yatra and then we also went to guru nanak you know uh, guru nanak sacred site uh, in the himalayas uh, where he sat with the vajrayana tradition uh, the tantrayana tradition and he gave the wisdom uh, to the uh, sages of the vajrayana and uh, you know they in uh, reverence uh, bowed to this great sage and uh, they you know proclaimed him as a lama nanak rinpoche mm. nanak so guru nanak in the tibetan tradition and most of us we are aware about guru nanak uh, in the sikh tradition but just as that's one just one side of guru nanak uh, there's guru nanak in the sufi tradition there's guru nanak in the vedic tradition there's guru nanak in the tibetan tradition and uh, you know and this can go on so we specifically you know concentrated on the uh, uh, the vajrayana tradition or the tibetan tradition uh, grunanik in that specific tradition so this was a summary although there was much more than yeah uh, you know but this is the summary of the last year's yatra and this year we are doing another yatra and this year um, we are going to the south uh, we're going to mount uh, arunchala oh wow uh, this is the shiva uh, shiva uh, yes that shiva so nice <laughs> and so this is the uh, this is known as mount kalash of south india uh-huh and this is a very mystical land a very this mystical space uh, you know in the beginning of the time according to the you know traditions of the south uh, this is where the primordial fire was inflamed by shiva 
and uh, that wisdom was given to the seven sages the mm-hmm. saptarishis and so this year the focus is on the mystics of the fire oh, wow <laughs> so we will indulge into creating psychic heat in the body so most of us we are not aware that there is heat in the body and the source of our existence or the source of our you know uh, time experiencing time and space uh, body and mind is the, the psychic heat in the body this is known as a yoga agni mm. the the heat of the uh, yoga or the union you know yeah. and as as we age this heat becomes and this mm-hmm. is the heat that glues us in the realm of time and space and experiencing uh, you know this reality through the five senses and as this heat becomes less our senses become less powerful mm. and when this heat goes off the light goes off the radiance goes off it's called death of the physical body mm-hmm. so the whole idea of creating psychic heat in the body yoga agni and uh, we will share how to create the heat in this specific location where the primordial fire was lit by shiva and the wisdom was given to the uh, seven sages and this is also the location where the great sage our recent uh, you know sage ramana maharishi uh, the great sage of advaita mm-hmm. uh, vedanta uh, and uh, this is where this is the uh, mountain on which he was enlightened so we will be visiting his cave mm. and that specific location where he obtained you know the cosmos where he lost himself <laughs> so that he can find the totality so that location we will be going and we will also be doing the parikrama uh, which is the circling of the sacred mountain which takes about 5 hours and along with that we will be you know uh, also visiting um, some very ancient uh, you know hindu temples of the south or the vedic temples of the south mm-hmm. and we will be also visiting uh, one of the uh, shrine of the goddesses uh you know which is the minakshi and uh, more details will be up you know yeah. uh, the exact dates are not out yet but uh, you know uh, if you visit yogiamandipsing.com uh you know uh, information will be there uh, also very soon and uh, the uh, the uh, you know the dates as i mentioned is not uh, revealed yet but uh, it's uh, towards the end of october okay okay yeah. wow so, <laughs> yeah so this is wow. just a sample of what so it will be really and also we again will be indulging in the three days of a dance and um, i think it's very important because in order to experience the light we must experience what it means to be in darkness and uh, you know today you know uh, in our environment we never really get you know um, space of darkness because even at night it's not night anymore mm mm-hmm. and uh, too you know and 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 if you're too much in light light tears you light wears you off and that's why at night when you want to sleep you switch off the lights because uh, darkness repairs you mm-hmm. so the ultimate repairing of your body your mind and your energy field uh, your 72000 veins in the body the nadis the chakras are automatically activated if you spend time in darkness and sadly today uh, you know the modern human have not been exposed to darkness when the source of our existence is uh, the primordial dark womb that we were born in and uh, really in order to bloom in order to groom 
in order to you know burst open you know even uh, the seed have to be under the soil in darkness for it to crack so if you're looking for cracking yourself if you're looking for dissolving yourself and if you are looking for renewal you know a rebirth yeah. then this is something uh, for you uh, that 12 days of uh, you know deep intensive psychic heat and primordial dark matter <laughs> goddess shiva the goddess shakti and the masculine shiva all dancing together so this is <laughs> wow the, sounds the so future. powerful so powerful <laughs> i mean it's you know the three days of dark it's that whole i mean you, you hear that you know with with spiritual mm-hmm. stories right i mean i think of christ of uh, the resurrection mm-hmm. it's like the three days of dark right to rebirth like the womb is also the tomb of death to mm-hmm. rebirth into something else and uh mm-hmm. that's that's such a powerful gift that you're giving people uh yeah i i mean of course people won't be able to not be transformed by mm. by this so uh wow so october actually is enough time for me to plan for this one <laughs> possibly for this yeah. one um yeah so what so with this last with this last retreat uh with nanak uh, with him in in the uh, Vajrayana tradition, is there something mm-hmm. you can say about his legacy in the Vajrayana tradition? Yeah, so I think uh, one of the uh, main uh, you know uh, contribution of Guru Nanak uh, in that tradition is the sacred sound, hmm. because uh, much of uh, the <clears throat> Vajrayana traditions is uh, based on rituals. and uh, a lot of uh, mudras and um, you know although there is a lot of chanting but you know um, see all the chantings uh, all the different mantras they activate a specific part or the specific chakras in the body now the sounds that were revealed by guru nanak basically <clears throat> sounds that activate the heart and activate the third eye so other sounds you know um, other mantras uh, some mantras uh, uh, activate the muladhara some the second chakra some the third chakra and uh, they are focusing on individual chakras now the japji of guru nanak for example the mantras that were revealed by guru nanak you know the mool mantra mm. for example the sata nama and vahe guru and this specific mantras not only activate specific chakras but they also connect that's a very beautiful contribution of guru nanak and that is what is needed in today's age mm. the mantras that were revealed in the past in those days people just need to work on a specific chakra and evolution or the kundalini uh, you know can evolve or can happen but uh, today's age uh you know it's not about it's not about activating a specific chakra it is about uniting the chakras mm. because people are very much stuck in specific pattern yeah. in, you know people, yes. if you activate too much of third eye <laughs> you go become very egoistic uh huh uh huh and if you activate just the heart center then you are not balanced yes so these sounds that were revealed by guru nanak you know they specifically un- activate and unite the chakras mm-hmm. the union of the chakras happens with the shabd guru mm. 
And I give an example on this, you know, the very word Gu and Ru, you know, Vahe Guru. And the Guru, if you say Gu, 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 that activates the heart center. The whole sensations are happening in the heart center. And the moment you say Ru, 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 the tongue rules and touches the palate, which stimulates the third eye. So the very word Guru, guru. unites the heart and the third eye. Mm. And Va is the ecstasy which comes out. So the gluing of the heart and the third eye happens with the Guru. And in that union, the Va, the, the expansion, uh, you know, the ecstasy. And then He is the now. He means the now. And uh, He is a very powerful sound. Uh, even when you're walking uh, on the street and uh, if somebody says, hey, you know, yeah. everyone around will turn and look at that individual. Yeah. So him is the sound that brings you to the present moment. He is the sound mm. that, you know, filters your awareness and brings it right here. Yeah. You know, yeah. hey, immediately everybody turns. Yeah. So who is the gluing of the heart and the third eye, an example I'm giving you. Yes. And what is the ecstasy, the wow, the ecstasy that happens when the heart and the third eye is in union. And he is the nowness. Yes. So this is the specific power of the Shabd Guru. You know, a long activation, it is very practically brings you to the now. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are in the heart, you always start to project in, in uh, you know, in, in beyond. You go beyond. You know, you yes. lose your connection with the, with the now. You lose your connection. You, you as an individual experiencing your individuality in the time and space. You know, too much of heart, you know, you, you are out of, you know, this nowness. Yes, right. You know, you, you cannot, uh, you know, uh, what is the term? You cannot, uh, um, I'm not getting the term, uh, function. You cannot function and you are not in, you are not, you, you cannot be used by others, you know, right. you cannot serve others. Uh-huh. You, you, you know, you get what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, I know? do. I mean, can we get and, lost in our, oh, go ahead, sorry. Yes. And that's, yeah. So functioning, you know, yeah. it is important. You can have ecstasy, but it should be functioning in the realm of time and space. <laughs> yes. I mean, I feel like, can't, can't the third eye do that too? I mean, we can get lost yes. in yes. the third eye. And exactly. Just... <laughs> and, 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 and that losing of the third eye is an egoistic lost. Mm-hmm. You know, where you think you are the best and you don't need to connect with anybody, you know. And, and, yeah. and people come and dirty your field. People come dirty your aura. You, you get, this is a very new age thing, you know. Like if I go to the specific location, my aura gets dirty, you know, and this, yeah. is, this is imbalance. Yes. Because when the truth reveals to you, it cannot be dirty. It cannot be polluted. Mm. So as far if, if mm. you're thinking, oh, I'm going to get polluted. My aura is going to happen like that. It's, so it's incomplete. Yeah. So incomplete. Yes. So the wisdom of, uh, you know, completion, you know, uh, there's this beautiful sutra, Chari Jage Chau Jugi Panchayan Ape Hoa. In simple translation, it means there was a lot of wisdom. You know, the wisdom uh, was divided into many segments. The guru came and glued all that wisdom and gave it as the fifth wisdom. 
Mm-hmm. So in the past there were four types of wisdom. I'm not going to detail, but okay. <clears throat> the, the guru came in and gave united the four and made it together in their in their gluing of the four. The fifth was completed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so yeah. that's the the wisdom of the Shabad Guru. It is mm. called. It is called the fifth Veda. Is the Shabad? Is the Shabad? Yeah. Uh, Shabad is, is the fifth the wisdom. Veda. Is the fifth wisdom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah, the wisdom which combines the four, and it's not something new because when you create the four, the fifth is formed. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So everything is already there. Yes. Everything is already available. How to unite that and make it functional? Yes. Into our reality, that is the real wisdom. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wisdom is all available. It's all pervading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the tree knows how to bloom. The flowers know how to give fragrance. The birds know how to sing. You know, and and the sun rises and sets, and the waxing and the waning, and the wind is blowing. Everything is happening, yes. and the wisdom is really active. But how to make it functional for yourself? That is the wisdom of the Shabd Guru. Mm. Yeah. That's great. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um... So, so still, still back with, with the, uh, with the Yatra this past October. Um, Mm. Also, I mean, I'm also, that's, that's, that's great for the, for the Kundalini yogis that are listening um, to hear about, about the Shabbat and, and um, Baba Nanak. Uh, How about, how about, do you have anything to say or to share about White Tantra? Because wasn't, isn't the, where you were, um, there was some significance about White Tantra? Yes, I, I don't know if our previous conversation, uh, was it in the car that we had a very deep conversation about White Tantra? <laughs> yeah, we were talking right, about, no. we, were all, we were talking about the goddess a lot too. But yeah, we were talking about White Tantra. Um, yeah, I think we had a very deep conversation in the car. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that White Tantra? But, you know, yes. but, yeah, just so what happened last year, we went to this specific location where the first White Tantra was conducted. So according to the historical side of White Tantra, <clears throat> one of the earlier uh, uh, um, Mahan Tantrics of those days, Guru Padvasam, mm-hmm. you know, he was one of the earlier uh, you know, sages uh, who was declared with the title of uh, the Mahan Tantric of those days. So he was in that location that we went to, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> which... You know, to be very frank with you, which we could not go because of the weather condition, but we were around that. Okay, yeah, we were around that area, but the number of people who went later on after the yatra, and so sometimes in 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 these yatras due to certain because it's Himalayas and the weather changes and everything happens, and safety is our priority. You know, absolutely, and uh, so. Because of safety, sometimes, you know, uh, there are certain locations which we can't go. And I think it is important. And also, many a times I do mention this, you know, sometimes the location calls you. And if it has not called you or if there's anyone in the center, <laughs> oh. anyone inside whom the call has not come. Yeah, you know? I see. So it happens. Oh, you know? yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but I specifically did go there later after the Yatra. You know, and uh, we sat in that location where the first uh, uh, white tantra was conducted by uh, the Mahan Tantric uh, 
Guru Pad was Sambhava in the presence of the 64 yoginis. Mm-hmm. So there was this tradition in the past, you know, things change. So every Mahantantrik according to time and space, they change the rules and regulations and they have the authority. Yes. They have the authority, they take the responsibility, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, it's not that, you know, you just, you know, change it or whatever. There's a whole, you know, things <laughs> that that has to happen before something so in those days every mahan uh, you know those who were engaged uh, in the uh, tantric tradition they used to have a virgin uh, female uh, sage with them so a yogi in those days was recognized uh, with a virgin he always traveled with a virgin uh, woman mm-hmm. a virgin sage and uh, so that was the first time you know that tradition came into existence where a yogi have to find his or her yogini <clears throat> and after he has found his yoga his yogini <clears throat> there used to be a lifelong relationship it was not a sexual relationship it was more an energetic exchange because a male needs uh the female uh container and the female needs the male container so and then the energy is balanced mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's where the tradition came with time it got misused later on it got misused when uh, with the coming of the dark age uh, you know uh, it 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 became uh, more like a sexual thing Mm-hmm. and uh, sexual forces and sexual uh, stuff came into existence and uh, and and thank god yogi pajan came and he revived it back so mm-hmm. so then so with the fall that's where the red tantra oh, yes that's right that's right we talked about right we talked about all the <laughs> we talked about red tantra right and black tantra yeah, yeah. and then then it fall even more uh you know and and you know i i'll be very neutral it has its own meaning but you know there there's a way of approaching it sure there's a way of approaching it it's it's um, you know i'll be very fair on that so there's a way of approaching it and that has to be learned mm-hmm. and uh, and then when it was diverted even more that's when the black tantra came into existence so once you see once you evolve and you don't have reverence once you evolve in the tantric path and you don't have reverence you don't have gratitude you don't have tears of gratitude you don't experience the tears of uh, reverence you don't experience the tears of devotion then it can be very dangerous mm-hmm. then people keep falling and falling and falling which is all about power because mm-hmm. it is because the the tantra path is very technical <clears throat> yeah the bhakti path is uh, not very technical the bhakti path is devotion you know yeah. and it's just pure devotion it's very much based on the mind Mhm yeah the tantric path is based on the body mm-hmm. now 
in devotion, in the path of bhakti, it's a grace. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's very, and, and it's very smooth once you find mm-hmm. it, once you start. It is very much protected. Yeah. But the tantra path, which is the, the path of the body, tantra actually means, tan means body, tra means movement. Mm-hmm. So tantra is the movement of the body. Now, if a person gets, you know, uh, knows the signs that I can move my body and I can move my reality. Mm. By moving my body, I can change my reality. Mm-hmm. He can do both good and he can do both mm-hmm. not so good. Right. Right. right, right, and it's the fact. In fact, you know, in ordinary sense, you know, I'm talking more from the esoteric perspective. But in our ordinary day to day, you know, I always do this. I always uh, love to share this. I say, if you change your posture, you change your personality. <clears throat> your, I'm sorry, your personality. Yeah, you yeah. change your posture. You change your personality. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So because when a certain part of the body is held in a certain way, your personality is in a certain way. Yeah. And when a person is stressed and depressed, the body moves in a certain Absolutely. manner. When the person is in joy, the body moves in a certain way. Yeah. So in our ordinary experience also, you know, this is happening. But if you really dive deeper into these, you can not only change your personality, you can change your circumstances, you can change things around you. Right. The way you stand, the way you walk, not only changes you, it also changes the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. If you are smiling all the time, people will smile back to you. Sure. You, you understand? Yeah. So our, the way we hold our body changes the environment also. Now, in the deeper signs, if you hold your mudra in a certain way and you are in the presence of someone, you can actually change the reality of that person also. Mm-hmm. holding mudras not only changes or oh, you know the different mudras and the different postures not only change you but in the deeper signs you can also use them to change your environment change the circumstances yeah. change people also around. right 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 so this is when the devotion if there is devotion then it is service yeah it is a healing yeah but if there is no devotion, as I mentioned, you know, my previous a few statements, yeah. in Tantra, if there is no devotion, if there is no tears of devotion, there's no tears of gratitude, there's no tears of reverence, then Tantra is a very dangerous path. So people right. use these and this is where sexuality comes in. And this is where the black Tantra comes into existence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So... In the path that Yogi Pajan gave us, so, you know, revived, he very much emphasized on devotion. Yeah. Bowing in reverence. You know, if you cannot bow, you know, uh, something is wrong. Yes. You know? Yes. You must learn to bow. Yes. You know, bow to the mountains, bowing to the highness of the skies, bowing to the clarity of the clouds. All this is important. Yes. And, you know, and learning to have reverence for the Shabd Guru and, and those, you know, uh, you know, sages, you know. Absolutely. So sometimes in our modern world, you know, this is very much questioned, you know, like, you know, I, 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 I'm a guru for myself. You know, I don't need a guru and that and this, you know. Right. And so it's a different topic. I'm not going to go into oh, that. Yeah. But, sure. you know, uh, so there are two kind of people. If, if you really want to dive deep 
and know the truth then you need a guru you need um, you know someone whom you can hold hand and walk but if you're here just for sight seeing <laughs> then you don't need uh, you know yeah. a, a guide at all it's okay right you know? it depends if you are here for some serious work or you know or you're just here to see sight seeing you know <laughs> yeah and um, yeah yeah so that is the the path of tantra although there's much more we can talk about Absolutely. but i think yeah this is so we went to that specific location yes where first white tantra was uh, done in the beginning of the days yeah yeah wow yeah although you know i will also add on to these you know much of the white tantra that you know we received today after the passing of sri singh sabhi yogi bhajan you know it's it's very much different you know and um, yeah so but if anything serves you it is good if it doesn't serve you then it is also good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah. right 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 yeah okay yeah. um hmm okay. i see yes yeah. yes now now i'm thinking back on that conversation because there were a lot of things i mean even setting aside tantra um oh you were talking about well bhakti bhakti is something more about uh the mind do you think that that's mm-hmm. uh, a lot about having god in your mind then? yeah not really god in your mind so the god what is god god is a you know a, a ultimate a devotion <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah god is a, you know in the words of yogi bhajan uh don't believe in god become godly mm-hmm. so becoming godly having godly uh you know uh Uh, emotions you know uh, start behaving godly compassion devotion reverence this is what it means to to have god in your mind yeah yes <laughs> you know yes. so yeah if if you cannot give someone water and uh, you are meditating you know in your in your whatever space for four hours every day you know then something is wrong <laughs> Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. So right. Uh, yeah, so it is important to serve. Service is right. very important called seva. Right. Yeah. And in in the guru's path, you know, like if you go to uh, you know the golden temple ever, you know, it's like all about seva. People, you know, it's golden temple never sleeps. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, never nobody sleeps. You know, in yes. the golden temple there's never a time when people retire for the day. Yes. Or the night. when it's like continuously it is like it's it's vibrating it is alive all the time yes and why it is alive not because of people are closing the eyes and holding their arms up and standing on one leg no it is alive because of service yes people are cleaning the floors people are cooking people yes. are making that for, yeah. and it's all and and whom the whom you're going to feed nobody knows yeah you know it's like you know it's be serving i think a 20000 people every day mm. and mm-hmm. where the food is coming from it's still a mystery <laughs> you know why beautiful. because there's so much of reverence yeah and wherever there's reverence wherever there's gratitude there's uh, there is abundance oh yeah right so much abundance the words of yogi bhajan if you are grateful you become great <laughs> so everything becomes great there you know mm-hmm. uh, you know and and there are stories where you know they say that even the birds now this is the other side you know the deeper side they say even the birds contribute by bringing in grains and throwing into into you know the drums of that where the grains are collected mm. so even 
the animals even the birds have come there to serve those uh, you know that sacred space yeah right so the the abundance is there because people are serving the unknown this is very important unknown yeah not someone that you know mm-hmm. that, that is, this is beautiful you know when you serve the unknown that unknown is god Mhm. Yeah, to serving the unknown to give the unknown is God. Beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, so that is the path of devotion, the path of bhakti. I see, I see. Yeah. So, so if so if we do if we do become ungodly in our mind, um I mean, you think that that's well, I guess the daily we should we should make that effort daily if it comes hard to us. Yeah. so this is a good question you know now uh, i will say yes to this also although this is where we start but the other thing is this is where this is where prayers come in mm-hmm. so you ask the cosmos to give you the gift of gratitude it's not something that you can do yeah it is something that you will be blessed with it's a gift it's a guru prasad mm-hmm. it's a gift from the unknown Mhm mhm so along when you do your meditation every day one of the good practices that you can do if you have done 11 minutes of meditation i'm going to give you the ultimate uh, with the grace of the guru i'm going to give you an ultimate formula you know uh-huh. and what do you do after your 11 minutes of meditation after your 31 minutes of meditation after two and a half hour of meditation oh. how much ever meditation <laughs> okay once you have completed it <clears throat> give it to the unknown Mm. just say this meditation which i have done today i am giving it to the unknown i am offering it to the universe mm. it's not mine mm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. now if most of the time we think it is our meditation and we do a thousand days and we think we have attained something you know spirituality is not about attaining something enlightenment awakening is not about attaining something it is about losing every small part of you that is awakening mhm realizing god does not means you realize something because if you realize something how much can you realize there's a limit <laughs> and yeah. if you uh-huh. don't know something there's no limit <laughs> <laughs> you know you can yeah. so whatever you have accumulated mm-hmm. you know uh, and i share this story with you i share this very personal story with you i i've never shared this story uh, you know in public before now <clears throat> you know in my meditation in my early days i think i was about uh, 18 19 years old and uh, you know i used to meditate and all that and i used to meditate for hours and hours and hours and hours you know like even my parents used to think i've gone crazy <laughs> like you know from you know my my morning meditation used to start from 12:30 a.m. wow and i'll take my shower and i'll sit you know till you know 10 a.m. and sometimes i will go into deep trance like state oh i'll keep sitting until 4 p.m. until Oh my god <laughs> just going into the unknown and wow. yet something was missing 
And then I came across this great sage by the name of Baba Nand Singh. He's the great master, uh, you know, a great mystic uh, of the Himalayan tradition and uh, one of my teachers, uh, you know, on the astral level. And, uh, you know, he came to my, uh, you know, meditation and he said, give up. Don't accumulate. Don't accumulate. You're accumulating too much. A person on the, in, in the realm of the world accumulates uh, worldly wealth. And then an individual, a seeker in the spiritual world starts to accumulate the spiritual wealth. I have done this much of meditation. I have completed my three stages. I've cleaned, mm -hmm. completed my 21 stages. This is just accumulation. Mm -hmm. First, you are bound by iron chain. You are bound by golden chain. Right. So, so he said, don't accumulate. And then I started to, you know, I started to give away the meditation at the end of the day. You know, it's not mine anymore. Mm. You know, I'm giving it away. I'm letting it go. And I'm empty every day after my meditation. I'm no more complete. I'm empty. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then I kept doing this. And one day, I remember this very clearly. I was in my meditation and I used to give all my good karma away, mm -hmm. you know, all the good things I've done, you know, and I used to give it away. And on this specific day, I, for no reason, along with giving away my good, my goodness, you know, all the goodness which we do, on that mm -hmm. specific day, I also gave away all the bad things which I have given, which I have accumulated. Mm -hmm. You know, I gave both the polarities away. I gave both the polarities away. Yeah. Even my good things and even the bad things which I do, you know. Mm -hmm. I, that day I felt a shift. And, and something changed on that day. And, you know, and it's not that by hearing this, if you do, you will feel the same shift. It has have to happen to you. Yeah. It must happen to you automatically. And when the time is right, you know, you can keep saying this every day, every day, and nothing may happen because it is a truth which was experienced by me. It's not your experience yet. <laughs> right, right. It's just concept. Yeah, it's a concept. Right. And this is what happens. Most of us, we are living in the world of concepts. Mm -hmm, yes. For sure. Because somebody said this and I do this and I'll attain this. It's right. important to do that in the beginning, but I think it is time we, you know, we, we, we learn that there is something higher than just, you know, accumulation. Uh, become less. Yeah. The less mm. you are, the more the cosmos is. The more, you know, yada ham, tada, yada, yada naham tada moksho, yada ham bandhanam tada. Which means the more mm. I am, the more the complication of life is. <laughs> the less <laughs> I am, the less the complication is. Mm, as a Sanskrit mm -hmm. Sutra. And then even the Guru says, When I am, the totality is not there. And when I'm not, the totality is. You know, your, your, your very self have become the hindrance to experience the real self. Mm -hmm. So we have mm -hmm. a story going on in our head. And this story has been going on and on and on. And this story uh, is an imagined story that you picked up 
from day one <laughs> because mm-hmm. you, a time was there when you were without this story so if you were without this story it means this story has been given to you mm-hmm. so it cannot be your story because it came from out <laughs> so all right. the sadness all the goodness all that you which you experience yourself as i is not actually the i is a superficial eye which you were fed by the world or the environment around you so the less you are the more the total so learn to mm-hmm. give away just stop accumulating and 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 mm-hmm. you know and i will just go deeper into this and what i'm going to say now will not make sense to you know many people but <laughs> to those people okay. it will make sense you okay. see the path of yogi bhajan or the path given to us specifically you know in in the kundalini tradition i'm talking about in this sense because most of our listeners are in in, in you know, from your perspective is going to be from this tradition probably yeah, yeah. most likely but what else mm-hmm. so the path of the path of the you know the teachings of yogi bhajan is not about level 1 it's not about level 2 it's not about level 3 neither it is about 21 stages mm-hmm. this is organization you know we have to understand this you are not here to accumulate the certifications <laughs> yeah you know and 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 you know many times we say you know yogi bhajan say i came here to uh, you know make uh, teachers not students but he did not say i'm here to make you a kri teacher <laughs> he said i'm here to make <laughs> right. a teacher so yes you are complete without going through all these you know certifications mm-hmm. you know i think the whole emphasis today is you we have been you know uh, misdirected you know so it's not yes. about coming kr he never say i'm here to make you a kri certified teacher Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm here to make teachers. Teachers means the one who can guide himself or herself. Mm-hmm. That's what he's here for. He's here to make you a teacher to your own self. Mm-hmm. If you can guide your mind, if you can guide your emotions, if you can guide your life, then you have really become a teacher. If not, it's just a waste of time." <laughs> right right so it's important right. like you know it's not by going through a certain protocol <laughs> that you can reach there you were always there and that is the real teachings of the dharma right you know and some people feel bad because they don't need to complete all these training oh yes you're right you're right they feel bad they you're feel right. something is wrong yes. something is not right for them because right. they can't do the training no you don't need to do that trainings right it helps to certain it helps okay but it is not something that you have to have in order to know yourself mhm right so right. Uh, yeah so if this makes sense you know and um, you know i'm just taking the opportunity to let you know that the teachings of yogi bhajan is much more than just trainings and stages and levels yeah yes yeah definitely yeah mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had a good time yeah yes yeah it was great yes
So really great. Yeah. So if you have anything else to add uh, before the end of our session today. Um, I, I think that's a beautiful place to leave off. I yeah. think that um, you've just emptied everyone out yeah. into uh, <laughs> oneness. Exactly. <laughs> into that. Yeah. So that's beautiful. I think that's, that's a great place to end. Um, uh, I'm just grateful that uh, you took the time out today and uh, that you'll continue to, to talk with me and um, just bring the, your wisdom forward. And I know that it really, you know, since you were on, uh, last season, um, this past uh, fall, uh, many people have told me how how moved they were mm-hmm. with the things that you said. So uh, I just wanted to tell you that I still people are still telling me that. Thank you. Um, now, so so I feel so blessed, Thank and you. we all feel so blessed. Thank you. I, I'll be coming to your area. I think in July. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, New York area. All these. I'm doing all oh, awesome. Yeah, so I, we will be doing a retreat also at Menley, I think it's called Menley. Yeah. It, it is this in New England or is this in New York? I, it's around there. I'm not. Sure. Okay. Oh well. Yeah. I mean, it's close. I, I'm excited. Then yeah. that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Is it a three day? Yes, yeah, it a three, three days day? aligning awesome. the portals. Aligning the portals is a three days uh, retreat that we'll be doing. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, before you go, maybe um, with the aligning the portals. Now, mm. I just have a question with aligning the portals as far as 2020. Mm. Are, is this something that is about uh, astrology? Is no, this astrological? We, no, okay. not really. We don't really. Okay. We, it's more about aligning your breath with your tongue, with your posture, mm. with your movement. So it's more about becoming alive, experiencing the stars in you and not up mm. there in the skies. <laughs> I see. That's great. Yeah. So it's totally nothing exciting. Yeah. It's okay. about you. It's about you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I got that. I guess because... Yeah, people, uh, people do think like that, you know, aligning okay. the stars, aligning sure. the portals, you know, but they, yes. because we, we are there, you know, stars are us. Yes. Yeah, and the mountains yes. are us, you know. Yeah. And everything is actually you, you. So, so experiencing your bigger and your higher self—that's the idea behind the aligning of the portals. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's like vibrating. It's, it's about forgetting your story. Yes. 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 Right. It's so great talking to you because I feel like I, I just, I just get that, um, that nice. That nice energy from you that just dropping the story, dropping the story. Yes. Like I feel, I feel so expanded right now. And that's, that's great. (laughs) Thank you. So we will, we will be diving into the, you know, the dropping the stories, aligning the portals and uh, it's in Menle retreat center or something like that. And it's going to be in July. But details are up on, uh, uh, you know, soon on uh, yogiamandipsing.com. So those of you interested. Very good. Very good. I'll be there. I'll be there. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, so so much blessings. Blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sat- Satnam. Pritambhagati, Pritambhagati
Pretty 